And we are now joined by Otago University International Relations Professor Robert Patman, who was listening to Katie's report. Kia ora, good morning. Welcome to the program. Morena, Ingrid. What were the significant uh, commitments or comments uh, to come out of the Melbourne meetings in your mind? Well, I think the the first one that really hits you is the fact that <clears throat> the, the the discussions about joining Pillar 2 of AUKUS are very much open and exploratory. And uh, an Australian delegation ha- it will be visiting uh, New Zealand over the next year. We're not quite sure when. And we're not quite sure who they will brief. Because if a delegation is simply going to come over to brief the government and its officials, then that means that that slightly under erodes uh, the bipartisan quality of New Zealand's foreign policy, which Mr Luxon seemed very keen to retain during the election. What are the main obstacles in terms of our joining Pillar 2? Um, I, I think there are, first of all, <laughs> the optics. Um, our brand globally since 1985, has been to champion non-nuclear security. And um, while the government, I'm sure, is sincere in saying that signing up to Pillar 2 wouldn't erode New Zealand's commitment, in the eyes of others, in ASEAN, which is is governed or characterised by a nuclear weapons-free agreement in 1995, and also the Pacific Island states, which also has a nuclear weapons-free zone under the Treaty of Rarotonga, it would look like New Zealand is backtracking because, after all, you may, you know, while New Zealand may say it is, it's staying absolutely true to its non-nuclear security approach, it's nevertheless, Pillar 2 is part of an agreement in which nuclear power submarines is being transferred to Australia. So New Zealand, it may blur New Zealand's global brand, and that could be a diplomatic blow. Second thing is, it may look to many countries in the Indo-Pacific that we are retreating to the Anglosphere a tight alliance of English-speaking countries. Well, are we, in fact, doing that? Because there was, you know, talk about the need for a much closer alignment, but certainly a a degree of urgency there with working with Australia at least uh, and not being, you know, a benign environment, the rules-based order being under threat. So is this the way we're going and do we have to go that way? (coughs) Um, I'm, I'm interested about Judith Collins' comment that the rules-based order is under threat. Um, who's it under threat from? Well, we normally think of China, an authoritarian state, and Russia, which has illegally invaded Ukraine. But you see, the, the AUKUS is all about extending or, or strengthening the rules-based order in the you know, Pacific, but a key member of AUKUS, the United States. Since the appalling terrorist uh, attack on Israel on the 7th of October, has actually been weakening the rules-based order in the Middle East because it's been giving unconditional support to a military response by Israel, which according, which has led to an ICJ ruling, International Court of Justice, because it was, Israel has not been seen by many countries to respect international law. So New Zealand has to weigh up carefully here whether AUKUS will take New Zealand in the direction it wants to travel. It's a momentous decision for this country going forward. And uh, I don't think uh, it, it, it may be the government is just going to think this thing through very carefully. Uh, and of course, there's the relationship with China. China's made it quite clear um, that it doesn't want um, uh, to see AUKUS expanded. 
Uh, that doesn't mean it should influence our decision, but it could have implications for our trade relationship with China. Mm. Just finally, uh, what about the messaging coming out around security in the Pacific region? Well, again, the uh, Pacific, uh, I think uh, Australia and New Zealand are very uh, determined, it came out in their joint statement, to deepen their involvement in the Pacific. There is a concern about Chinese involvement there. Um, they also indicated, and I think this is a really good thing, uh, that climate change is, uh, is seen by the Pacific Island states as the number one uh, national security challenge. And it's incumbent on Australia and New Zealand to help those countries face up to that challenge. I, I think there's a danger if New Zealand and Australia try to impose a sort of a great power rivalry paradigm on these countries. These countries reject the idea that they're pawns in some sort of great power struggle between the United States and China. Their, their concern is to deal with national uh, climate change, which is their number one threat to their very existence. Appreciate your analysis this morning. That was Otago University International Relations Professor Robert Patman.